just the new new year, new me. The real change that lasts. How many how many wants lasting change? Not you're tired of the quick little change that doesn't last and spurts of change that has no real meaning or purpose. And we've been going through just really one bit in John chapter 15. And those last words really that Jesus Jesus has given his disciples. I mean it's if you read read it he's already he's already told Judas go do what you're going to do he's he's told Peter you're going to deny me he's left the they're the the upper room where they had the last supper and he's on his way to the garden of Gethsemane and disciples following him and and he's speaking to them again and and he tells them this and, and I want to read it I've been reading it in the New King James but we went to the to a community group and at the community group they, they read it in the NIV and there was something in there it just kind of stuck out it's wording and I wanted to so I want to read it in the NIV in fact I told them when they read it I said I like that I think I'll I think I'll read it out of this next time because there's something that stuck. Look, look at what it says. He says, I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. We want God to be the genie. But he's the gardener. We want him to just, to just fix our problems and do the quick stuff. But... He's the gardener. In other words, things take a while. It doesn't happen overnight. There's work involved. He's the, the gardener. He goes on this. He says, here's what the gardener does. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be more fruitful in other words he's, he's saying he cuts either way ouch if it doesn't bear fruit he cuts it off if it does cuts it anyway he says you you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. So remain in me. I like that. 
as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. You will. Do you, do you catch that? You, you will. You, you will. You can't help it. You will bear fruit. Much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me, in my words, remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. It's to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. And I know, I know I, I've, I've, I've talked a little bit as we've gone through this, and, and I started out that that real lasting change is that more of the same. In other words, it's, it's remaining in Him who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that that real change doesn't happen in my life if I'm wishy-washy with Him. I've got to remain and abide in Him. So I've got to have more of the same in my life. And, and I told you, told you two weeks ago that, 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 that there's a, it's a pattern that, that you've got to be into. And some of the things that we look at as problems in our life that we want to focus on the problem, it's really not the problem, it's the patterns of our lifestyle. And if I want to change my situations, I've got to learn to change my patterns. And I know now we've hit February. And the resolutions you've made January... You haven't seen yet the results you're wanting. And you're about ready to quit because that's what we do. Because we want quick results. And, and today I just want to tell you and let you know, encourage you in this, and I know it might not be real encouraging when you first hear it, but, but let you know it, it takes time. Real change takes time bearing fruit takes time so before you're seated this morning we just tell a couple of them around because they need to hear this because they're ready to quit their gym membership already they're ready to quit their diets already they're ready to quit their they're they're, they're ready to quit and, and just tell them hey it's okay it's it takes time just tell them that encourage them that way it's okay it takes time stick with it it takes time. You can, you can be seated this morning.
it takes some time. How many of you know that? We all want quick results. But it but lasting change takes time. It, it takes time in your life. And what Jesus is trying to get through to his disciples and let them know, if you read it, I mean, he's not being just quick with it. He's, he's letting them know this is a process. And if you want to bear fruit in your life, you have to remain in me. And he says it time and time and time again. I mean, did you just catch how many times he said, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. And he's describing not a quick process, he's describing a, a long range of time. He's going through it as, as how a vine and the branches will grow out of the vine. And branches will, over time, begin to develop some fruit. And you have a gardener in the process that's cutting away and managing and cultivating and working. It takes time. In fact, what he's describing is, is I know that you're after, we, we long for real-time results, quick results, right? I mean, I mean, my goodness, we work out to six-minute abs as a best-selling thing. Because I don't have time for seven minutes. And I want to see my results in a week. And if I don't see results in a week, it ain't working because I want real-time results in the things I do. I want to see fruit happen immediately. But what God's Jesus is describing is God is more into long-lasting fruitfulness. He's not into the quick stuff. He's not into this, this short results. He's after the long-lasting fruitfulness. And as he goes on and he's describing the remain in me, remain in me. If you want to see fruit, you've got to remain in me. What he's describing is faithfulness. And I'll tell you, faithfulness and fruitfulness is inseparable. Y'all didn't grasp that. We want fruitfulness without faithfulness because we want it quick. And what he's saying is no, no. Fruitfulness is a result of faithfulness. And if you're faithful, you will be fruitful. It, it, they're inseparable. But if you're not faithful, you won't be fruitful. You can't expect the fruit if you're not faithful in me. If you don't remain in me, 
if you don't abide in me, if you don't stay connected to me, if you get out of the ruts of faithfulness with me, you'll never be fruitful. But if you are faithful, you will be fruitful. They're, they're together. And, and the problem is, is, that, is that it happens with something that we hate to hear. It's going to take time. How many love to hear that? We all want to be fruitful. But I want my fruit now. I don't want to, we live in a world, we don't want to plant. We want to shop. We don't want to plant and work it. We want to shop and grab it. I'm with you. I, we tried to do a garden one year. Really, I didn't even really want to do a garden. I was just talking. We come up here to Indiana. In Texas, people don't do gardens. We don't have yards. Come up here to Indiana, everybody had these yards, everybody's growing corn. And tomatoes. I did find out why you grow tomatoes. Those things just grow. Can't get rid of that. That's why you bring tomatoes to the church. Try and get rid of it somehow. You mean tomatoes? We had just said, uh, yeah, I think we might want to do a garden. And Brother Don Flynn overheard, who loves to garden. And he showed up at our house and tilled some ground and prepared it. He even planted some things. He said, now you've got to weed it. Why? I don't want a garden. I want to buy it. Gardens take work. Because weeds come up. And things come in. And little animals come. And Yeah, I just made some of you mad right there thinking about it. Eat away. Bugs. And it's hard when you feel, listen, it's hard when you feel like you're not being fruitful, isn't it? I mean, that, that garden, I wasn't getting anything. We, we picked a few things, and we're like, oh, that was a good one meal. <laughs> Let's go to the store now. I ain't messing with that. he planted it, we kept looking at first a lot. Because he planted it, you know, Monday, and I'm thinking, well, good, we'll be able to eat Friday. We keep looking, and we get tired of looking. 
when the weeds are coming up, I don't want to mess with that. And when we finally get, it's tough when it feels, when you're waiting for your fruit and you feel like you're unfruitful. You know, in life, I, I kind of get it in life. I, I, I get when I'm unfruitful in areas that I didn't plant seeds. Right, I mean, I can't expect to be fruitful in patience when I planted seeds of anger and, and, and just want it now. Lifestyle. I, I can't expect fruits of love in my life when I've been planting hate. I understand that. The not being fruitful in areas in my life that I didn't plant. I think some of us can't. We, we want to be fruitful in areas that we haven't sown seed in. But, but I can only bear fruit in areas that I've sown seed in that area. And I can grasp that, that, that in those things I can't be fruitful, but it's tough when I've planted some things in my life and I still haven't seen results yet. And I just want to tell you, it takes time. It, it will happen. It just takes time. It it's, doesn't happen overnight. Just stay with it. it. It will happen, I promise you. It will happen. It just takes some time. And I grasp it because we all want to be fruitful. Right? I mean, we all. There's a desire within all of us to be fruitful. We're, we're born with that desire. I mean, it, it comes from the very beginning. I, I think it kind of come with whenever, whenever God made a... Adam and Eve, remember, he instructed them uh, after he created them uh, with these words, be fruitful and multiply. For mankind, that was his words. He blessed them and said, now go out and be fruitful and multiply. So there's something within us to be fruitful. We, and we gauge it off of multiplication, don't we? Because that's what we go with. We gauge it off of it, so we want this year to be better than last year. And if, if last year was harder than the year before, then it wasn't a fruitful year. And we gauge our results off of things sometimes. That's why when we gauge it off of results, this is what I've been, been struggling with in my life. And it's been hard for me because, because I always gauge my fruitfulness off of what I'm grabbing and getting. I think, well, well God, maybe I've got to change some things because I know I've been faithful. Why haven't I seen something yet? Because there are certain seasons that are more fruitful than others. And it's tough when I'm going through life 
and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm being faithful, but I haven't seen my fruit yet. And since we gauge our fruitfulness off of results, this is where it gets tough. Because if you look at that second verse again, watch, it says, He cuts off every branch in me, in me that that bears no fruit. I get that. That that I grasp. But he doesn't stop cutting. I get that he's going to cut some things off of me that hasn't been fruitful. Right? Come on. I get that he goes away cutting things in my life that don't need to be there. Cutting things out that that are bearing no fruit whatsoever. I grasp that. What I have a hard time with, especially when I want to see results in my life and I want to see fruit in my life, what I have a hard time with is that, that next bit that while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes. So that it will be even more fruitful. I love the more fruitful. What I don't like is that in order to do that, he's cutting areas in my life that I thought were already fruitful. Oh, now. Things that I've been doing the right thing. I've been faithful in it. I've seen some fruit begin to come out of it. And he comes by and he just cuts away. He cuts me if it's good. He cuts me if it's bad. He Either way, he's cutting. He's cutting off if it's not bearing anything. He's cutting off if it is bearing stuff. He's just cutting away. And that's where I have a hard time with is when I've seen fruit in my life and then all of a sudden it comes by and what I thought was being fruitful all of a sudden comes by and it's being cut away here and cut away there and I don't have anything to show for it. And that's the hard place. I watched Brother Don Flynn. The first couple of times, seasons, while we were here, He loves to, you know, I think he's in Florida now because things grow there in the winter. He loves for things to grow. It's springtime, he comes back. Cheater. He's watching now. And yeah, that's right through him. In Florida, you're cheating it, Brother Don. comes back when it's spring summer just so his gardens will grow time for fall winter I'm out of here still watch I've watched him the first couple we have some rose bushes here at our church 
And in springtime, them things will just start to kind of bloom. They're looking good, I think. Looking at the roses as they come out after the winter, it's looking full and pretty. And then I'll show up the next day, and Don would have been here. And he cuts them back to nothing. And it looks awful. Hey, you know what I'm talking about. It looks like they were landscaping. We had roses out there. Now we've got dead sticks, it looks like, with a few thorns. Like the enemy, he just blew it. He just killed those things. He destroyed those things. And I quit paying attention, and I quit watching. I was mad at what he did. And then you come up. Don't know when it happened because I wasn't even paying attention. And you look later and those roses are fuller and have bloomed more and the rose bushes look prettier and they're producing more roses than they were before. What, what, where it gets frustrating in life is I seem, seem to do the right thing. I'm bearing some fruit. I'm seeing some results. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And then God comes by and he cuts. And he cuts. And he cuts. And you start to think, he's trying to kill me. I thought I was being fruitful. Now I've got nothing to show for it. Now I don't even feel like I'm fruitful. I feel like I'm broken. I feel like I've been cut into pieces. I feel like I'm not going to produce anything. And, and, and I'm here to tell somebody, listen, listen, it's not, he's not cutting you off. It's just a cutback. Come on, there's a pruning taking place. He's not destroying you. He's producing something out of you. And if he's going to cut you back a little bit, he's cutting it back so that you'll be more fruitful. He's cutting some things back so that you'll produce even more later. He's not cutting you off. He's not cutting you off from his presence. He's not cutting you off from his glory. He's not cutting you off. He's not destroying you. But he is cutting you back so that you will produce more later. In what you think you won't be able to survive. In what you think is trying to kill you and destroy you. Is really God raising something out of you that you didn't see before. And you'll be even more fruitful when it happens. It's just a cutback. So listen, when God's, when you feel like life is cutting you. 
because it cuts us all. When you feel like life has been cutting you in areas, remember who holds the scissors. Remember who's doing the cutting. It's God in this. And if he cuts you, it's to grow you and produce something out of you and establish you even more. But you've got to stay faithful in the time. Just a cutback. Some of the things that you've been going through, and you're thinking, why did this happen? Because, because I grasp it. You're working, you get a job, you're working, you're paying your tithes, you're being faithful, and then all of a sudden you lose your job, and you're thinking, why did he cut me like this? But then if you'll be faithful and you'll watch, he'll produce something else, and a better job comes along because it wasn't a cut off, it was a cutback, and he's wanting to produce something better in you. And it's hard to grasp. It's hard to understand the process of the cutting. So I've learned in my life, I can't be the gardener. And there's good reason for it. I don't know what to cut and what to keep. I don't really grasp that. I mean, it's hard enough, listen, it's hard enough just to determine good and evil. It's even harder to determine is this the best for me or not. If I allowed myself, if I was the one who had the scissors, I would let a lot of things grow that don't have any business growing. You, you see, there's, there's, there's something in there, and another thing that, that stuck out, and I just, I love this. It's, it said that, put that verse back up again. Help me out. I didn't have it memorized. I should have. But he, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Wow. I underlined it for you just so that wow I struggle with that word I struggle just pronouncing the word I preached a sermon one time that it may take a while and I was halfway through before people realized I was saying the word wow they thought I was saying wow Listen, I'm not saying, wow! From here on out, if you hear it, just assume there's an L in there. Wow. 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 I'm trying to just pronounce it. Wow. struggle with wow I don't like wow part of it listen part of it is wow can mean a few different things it, it really can like, like, like in, in Hebrews or not Hebrews it might be Hebrews 
in Hebrews when, when, when he's talking and he says, Draw peace for yet a little while. I started doing a word search on you, picking out verses with it. For yet a little while, and he who is coming, he he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Speaking of Christ's return, and that sounds good, and that gets excited uh, until I begin to think. I, I don't think God's little while is the same as my little while. Kind of like my little while isn't the same as my daughter's little while. I mean, it's easy to get excited, but when Peter says later, a day in the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day, I'm having a feeling that his little while isn't the same as my little while. It's hard to trust his little while. And while I'm waiting, it's tough. And this while, though, can also be distractions. I mean, it's, it's really, it's doing this while I've got to do this and this world can be tough of the wilds in our life and Jesus is saying the father comes and while he's cutting here he's not letting alone this and he'll cut over here and he'll prune and, and it's hard to manage what needs to happen uh, because I have a hard time determining uh, what's worth my while. That's the tough thing. And I can't really determine where I struggle is that sometimes uh, while I'm supposed to be doing this, the enemy distracts me and I end up doing this and what was really worth my while the whole time, uh, I've refrained from because while that should be my focus, I've been over here uh, distracted with this and this. And it's the wiles of life uh, that are sometimes the hardest stuff to deal with. I think, I think nobody embodied this more than Nehemiah. Because Nehemiah, if you read the book of Nehemiah, he had a little time. He had just a little bit of time in order to, to build this wall. He got the permission from the king. He got the supplies from the king. He had this little bit of time to work on it and establish it. And this wall around Jerusalem had set in barren, destroyed, and enemies were coming in and just attacking them right and left, and they could never defend themselves because the wall was crumbled, and it had been crumbled this way for years and generations, and Nehemiah has this little bit of time in which to build this wall, to build the security of it all back, and, he, and in this moment, he understood and he grasped the wild. In fact, it describes it that he set up because the enemies would come and try and attack them while they were building the wall. So Nehemiah said, we're going to have two different crews. We'll have one building and we'll have some others guarding. 
And I want those even building to have a sword by them. So that when the enemy attacks, you defend. When the enemy retreats, you build. So while this is happening, it doesn't take me away from this, so I still build. He understood what was worth his while. So when the enemy couldn't defeat them, they tried to distract him. And they said, they sent a message to Nehemiah. And they said, why don't you come and talk with us? Just you. Come and talk to us in the valley of Oh No. Y'all been there, haven't you? Oh no, this ain't good. Anytime you get off the wall, it's oh no. This was Nehemiah's response. What? He said, so he sent a message back. He didn't even go see them. He just sent a messenger back to them saying, I'm doing a great work where I'm at. So I cannot come down to where you are. And I love this. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? See, some of you, some of your biggest problems last year is you left the wall, the work, your purpose, to go down to somebody else into your own nose. And you wonder why I haven't been as fruitful as I wanted to be. Because while you were supposed to be doing this, you did this. You lost what was really worth your while. The real question has to be, the real question, listen, the real focus, is this worth my while? Is is this worth it? Listen, marriages fall apart because they lost salt, lost sight of what was worth their while. And while they should have been focusing on their marriage, they focused on a career, a hobby. Some of you have lost kids because while you should have been raising them, you were scrolling. At the distractions, Facebook, look, the distractions, if the enemy can't kill you, he'll 
something else to distract you. Is it worth my while? Is it worth my while? But I've learned, listen, it's it's so hard to gauge it. So I love what Jesus is telling you. He's saying, look, your job is to remain in me. If you remain in me, my Father will cut out what's not worth your while. He'll cut off some stuff that doesn't need to be. And you just got to allow him to cut. You've just got to allow him to remove this and remove that and remove this distraction and that distraction and just trust that he knows the best in me and that if I will allow him, it will produce what is really worth my while in my life. And when I look back, I'll have the family that I've been longing for. I'll have the life I've been longing for. I will have fulfilled the purpose that he's placed in me. I will do it all if I just remain in him and let him produce what is really worth in my life come on stand with me this morning but I want you to grasp this I'll produce it but it will take time I, I know I know I could have preached on suddenly instead of it takes time and y'all would have been way more excited. Nobody gets excited about, I'll produce later. I could have, I could have preached suddenly. I could have pulled out Acts chapter 2. I could have done, and suddenly there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. And y'all would have been shouting all over this place. But I've realized suddenly is usually after time. I mean, yeah, there was suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, but it was after 10 days of a prayer meeting that they never left. And a lot of times what we look at suddenly in someone's life is really a process of doing the right thing, remaining faithful. And over time, all of a sudden, something begins to happen and you begin to produce what you've been longing to produce. It just takes time. It just takes time, so don't stop because I haven't seen it yet. Don't stop. Let, let me give you two more verses on, on while that I found. Just, just real quick. I know you're standing. I've been standing the whole time. I didn't sit. In John chapter 20, when... Mary Magdalene's going to the tomb. 
of Jesus who is dead. Her hope's gone. It said this to describe the resurrection. John puts this in there to start off the chapter of his resurrection. He says, now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early. Wow. It was still dark. Wow. It was still dark. And saw that the stone had been rolled away. Can I tell you, real faith, real faithfulness, real faith takes place while it's dark. Wow, there's no hope. Wow, I'm not producing. Wow, I've been cut on. Wow, I don't see a way out. How do you respond? Wow. While it's dark in your life, that's the measure of faith. If I don't come while it's dark, I won't see the risen glory in the morning. I'll miss it if I'm not there while it's dark. If I'm not faithful in those moments. It's kind of like, listen, God does the same thing. Because remember in Romans, He said this, that while we were yet sinners, not after we got our lives right, not after we got all cleaned up. His faith was this way. He demonstrated His love for us in this way. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were living it wrong. While we were spitting on Him. While we were putting the nails in His hands. While we were cussing at Him. While, even while that, He loved us so much that He gave His life for us. That's the true picture of faith in your life. And I'm here to tell you, it might look dark right now. It might look like you've been cut out. But I'm telling you, it's just a cutback. And if you'll stay in the wow, He will bless you and produce something in you that you've been longing for. You've just got to make it through the moment. And the morning is coming. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be all of a sudden. But if I'm faithful to Him, suddenly it will happen. I want our prayer partners to come this morning. Man, I just feel in this place somebody... You've been on the verge of quitting and giving up. you faced some stuff. And the enemy has even lied to you and told you God's cutting you off. But he's really not cutting you off. He's just cutting you back to produce something later. He, what he's really doing is cutting things out of you that's not worth your while. So he's wanting something to come out of this for his glory.
and we're going to worship just one more time. Listen, if that's you, I'm going to pray for you before, but if that's you, I don't want you to hold back. Even if you're saying, Pastor, I've, I've been almost quitting. I've been on the verge. I've been thinking I should have seen something by now. And I don't think it's working. In fact, it feels like my life's gotten a little worse because he's cutting me. And if that's you, I want you to come. Let one of these pray with you, encourage you. 